Welcome to the That Wisconsin Girl podcast featuring award-winning broker and owner, Mary Rooflet. In this show, you will discover that you have to give to gain in order to live your best life. This week, we hear from Mary's personal trainer and nutrition coach, owner of Mission Accomplished Studio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Kim Ayers. My name is Kim Landry Ayers, and I am a freedom-loving, sun-loving, earth-loving, fitness guru, spiritual warrior, Great Dane mom. Also happened to be the owner of Mission Accomplished uh, Studio in Eau Claire. For three decades, I've been in the health and fitness arena. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a yogi. I'm a nutritionist. I'm a professional bodybuilder, power lifter. I've trained in Pilates. You name it. I just kind of in 30 years, you kind of get bored doing the same thing. So you you get lots of uh, different avenues under your belt, I guess. So how did I get here? Um, I think I was born knowing that my purpose was to help others. Initially, I think I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I went to school in Virginia for a little while, and I joined the Army at that time. Was thought it was a perfect avenue. I actually, honestly, was offered a full scholarship to go to med school. Went to airborne school, which was awesome. Decided before I signed on that I that was not the path I was going to go down. And everything sort of went topsy-turvy for a little while. But the health and fitness industry had always been something that I was passionate about. I started lifting weights in high school when only the boys were allowed in the weight room. And started bodybuilding out in California and just sort of grew from there. I met my husband out in California at the gym and he was originally from this area and so at some point in time when we were sick of earthquakes <laughs> and riots and whatever else was going on the overcrowdedness there just kind of pushed us this way and so we decided to come back to his hometown and when I got here, I was sort of culture shocked. There wasn't much going on in the fitness industry. Even though I, there were gyms and things like that, I decided to add something else to my belt. So I went back to school at Stout for my nutrition degree. And my husband eventually gave up his carpentry shop and built me my studio. And the rest is history. Some of the things that I think are extremely important to take responsibility for our bodies and our health would include sleep and rest, proper nutrition and hydration, and there's so many new things available in technologies for um, really dialing in your nutrition. And uh, the third is stress management or the ability to unplug from outside and to go inside and to really start to listen to your own intuition because ultimately we know our, our bodies are amazing they're amazing they're resilient but we have to do some of the work we you know it's a responsibility for us to take care of them to know how they work not just to always turn to someone else to tell us what to do and i mean i probably ruining my job security here by saying that but i think your body was created to overcome challenges from the environment and we have to be active participants in that and, and take that responsibility. So what I like to do is play the middleman in helping people that are ready to take a step but just don't know where to look. And I just sort of act as that coach to help them 
decipher like, okay, so how do I find out what what's the best nutrition macro profile for me to follow? Because there's a million different diets out there. What is the best exercise program for me to follow? And, and I just sort of act as a guide and a coach and sometimes, you know, a drill sergeant if that's what they need. But I really like to just guide people in that area. And I think stress management is huge. And I think that it's probably one of the things that are neglected the most. We become last on the list of priorities every day. You get up in the morning and you just kind of put on your shoes and start going and we start multitasking and then by the end of the day we're just fried and I think it's really important to put into practice breaks and ways to just stop, like turn it all off and to go within and prioritize yourself, health care, your, your self-care. In the realm of and I'm just going to call it nutrition and supplementation. I think that it's really important that we don't just willy-nilly start supplementing. And, and I am in agreement that our food supply is kind of shameful, actually, as a whole. And it takes work to really figure things out. You know, label laws are, are sort of sketchy. And honestly, I don't even like to eat things that have labels on them. I mean, I would prefer to grow my own vegetables and I would prefer to know the farmer that grew my meat that I'm eating. That's not always feasible for everybody. So I do believe that supplementation becomes sort of this necessary and I don't like to call it evil because I think that there's ways to really optimize the human body. And if the technology of supplementation helps in that realm, we probably should explore that a little bit. But I think that it should be personalized. There is a company that I just started to become involved with, and, and I don't make any money off of them. I just found them, and I was like, wow, I really think this product could be useful. It may take away some of my job because it's sort of a do-it-yourself nutrition test. You send out a sample and you get back this very in-depth exploration of your microbiome and the bacteria that are in there and what they're doing and are they doing their jobs and what foods would be your personal superfoods, what foods would be the foods that you should mostly avoid or enjoy or minimize. And I did it because I, I had not been feeling well since I had a bout of tick-borne illness about a year and a half, two years ago. Even though I did everything else in my power to come back around, I wasn't sure what what had caused the, the upset, whether it was the disease itself and the fact that some of these spirochetes are not completely gone. They just sort of get knocked out by the antibiotics or was it damage that was done or was it the side effect and collateral damage from all of the antibiotics that I had to take. So I went ahead and did this test. I was amazed at what I found. Um, there were other things that were pretty obvious to me. Uh, my intuition told me that there were going to be certain things on that list that I probably should avoid and I was in denial because I loved certain things like coffee but my personality is such that I can commit to anything for 90 days and so I thought I'm going to do this because I want to see if this is a tool that my clients and other people could utilize to really fulfill what my purpose is to show people how to find their highest potential and so I think when you're trying to figure that out you start with the food so before you decide what supplements you're going to take let's look at the food that you're going to take in and not just 
your likes and dislikes, but also what foods are the best for your makeup. And so that test, I think, is is something that we're going to see a lot more of. So I think that's important. I think that once you've figured out what foods you should be eating and should not be eating, then you figure out what you're willing to do. And then based off of that, we look at what's missing. What is missing from there? And then if there are specific things that would benefit boosting your natural immune system or whatever it is your goal is, uh, maybe it's your performance. Since we're kind of on the immune system today, just some basics that I would definitely encourage people to take in. Uh, vitamin D3 is really, really important, and specifically with K2. K2 is typically not something you hear about, and it's generally something that's produced by our microbiome, but if our microbiome's not balanced, then we might not be producing that K2. And so I just typically, I cycle vitamin D3 with myself and most of my nutrition clients through the year based on how much sunlight are they getting and that sort of thing. Omega-3 fatty acids, I think that's a basic thing that most everybody should be taking in. We live in a world where we're not taking in fatty fishes on a regular basis. And even those that love to eat wild salmon and they they have it every week, they're probably not getting as much omega-3 as they think. Probiotics is the next standard supplement that I would recommend. I'm of the mindset that you need to rotate those, get a good spore-based probiotic, and then rotate different strains and different complexes of the different strains because we have millions of them in there and we want to make sure that the party is diverse. Water, water, water. So I'm just going to go into remote mode and, and kind of give you the spiel that I give every single client that walks through my door um, because I feel like when somebody comes to me and they're ready to make a change, just putting them in and starting to exercise it doesn't matter what I do or tell them, if they're not drinking enough water and they're not getting enough rest, there's nothing, there's no magic. I have no magic wand. Those two things are so, so important that they're at the very top of the priority list when I, when I talk to people. And you can pretty much ask any of my clients. It's, it's generally the first thing I ask is how much sleep do you get and how much water are you drinking? The cliche expert answer is half your body weight in ounces is what you should be taking in per day. Okay, I think that's a good starting point. I think if you're not doing that, you absolutely have to be doing that before you should even get up in the morning. <laughs> I just, I don't know how people function with less than half their body weight in ounces in their body because every single metabolic reaction in your body requires water, whether it's at the beginning of the equation or at the end of the equation. H2O is part of that equation metabolically. We are 70% water, so everything relies on having that. And if we have a priority list, so if we have a to-do list that's 10 pages long, and every day we wake up, that to-do list starts at the beginning. And if we don't have enough water to get through even a quarter of that list, you start over the next day. You're never gonna get to the things on page five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, if you're not drinking enough water to get through the first five. And when you think of the things that are the most important, your body gets to choose. We don't get to choose that, oh, today I just want you to use the water to burn fat. 
or I just want you to use the water to build muscle. Those are so low on our body's priority list. You know, our body's more inclined to be worried about, you know, are we getting a good exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide? Are we taking enough water to filter the, the impurities in our urine? Are we getting enough water to continue our respiration and our blood pressure? And our body is not worried about losing body fat or gaining muscle. Even things like having energy. I mean, you could be 2% dehydrated and you're going to be so sluggish and you, you wouldn't even know. I mean, 2% dehydrated, that doesn't take that much to, to become that dehydrated. So I say start with the half your body weight in ounces. But even more importantly than that is you got to track it. If you don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're going. So is all water created equal? I tend to encourage people to go for filtered water, whether they use a reverse osmosis system on their tap or whether they have a pitcher, they make those uh, water pitchers that have the carbon filters in them. Uh, because I feel like there's just a lot of impurities in our water. If you're talking municipal water, <laughs> They're adding things to that. Okay, so they're scrubbing it with chlorine and they're adding fluoride and they know that there are side effects to that. And, you know, they'll keep touting the fact that fluoride is, is good for dental carry. Well, so is quitting eating sugar. What they don't talk about is that when you mix fluoride with, let's just say, glyphosates that are found in most of our food, which is Roundup, for those of you that don't know. That mixture creates compounds in our body that are carcinogenic. It creates other foreign things that our body has to deal with. So even if you're drinking tap water out of a municipal fountain, I would filter it. I feel bad when kids are stuck in school all day drinking out of water fountains. And then those of us that live out in the country and have our own well, there's impurities in that too. And, and so... I say, if you're able to filter, I would filter. I would stay away from the whole, like, buying plastic bottles of water. I mean, yes, when I'm on the road and I'm in a pinch and I, okay, I'll drink out of the plastic bottle, but even the BPA, supposedly BPA protective bottles, there's, there's still other impurities. That just means the FDA looked at it and said, okay, well, you know, it doesn't have any BPAs, but there are other things other than BPA to worry about. Definitely don't drink out of a plastic bottle that's been sitting in the sun. So if you're driving around in your car, you're on a road trip, and you're buying water in plastic bottles, get it out of the plastic bottle as fast as possible. Bring yourself a you know, stainless steel or glass pitcher or something that's not going to have the broken down plastic ending up in your water. So where do you start when you're trying to figure out you want to start exercising and you don't know where to start? I think you start by going within. Slow down enough so that you can dig into your own intuition as to what is going to be most beneficial, what's going to be most fun, because I think joy is a super important part of this, and what do I have time for, realistically. I wrote a course called The intuitive living 28 day experience and so it has 28 days of assignments where it helps you on this journey in discovering and creating and trusting your own intuition and it it's sort of like biohacking 101 
the idea was to get really in touch with your own intuition to what's going to benefit me the most as a human being and help me get to my highest potential. And so with exercise, I think it's good to try, try a few different things. I personally feel like flexibility and strength are the two fitness components that we lose the quickest, right? So most people think cardiovascular, like that part's usually fairly easy for people to get is cardiovascular exercise and it's what comes to mind right away and it's it generally doesn't take a lot of expertise we all know how to put one foot in front of the other or jump on a bicycle or go for a swim whatever it is yoga i think yoga pilates any kind of stretching uber important most everybody can lay on the floor and start randomly moving their body into stretching positions and you're not going to hurt yourself more than likely work on that flexibility on a daily basis. The strength training uh, can be a little bit more of a challenge, and I, I do recommend that people get at least a consult or get an evaluation done because everybody has different limitations. Everybody has different goals, but not everybody should be out there doing CrossFit. I think CrossFit's great, but it's not made for everybody. And if it's going to be modified to your body, then you need to know how to do that. And you should be talking to somebody that at least can help guide you in that realm. Even more than the exercise part, I kind of want to touch a little bit on the, the sleep and restore or rest. And there's two great resources that I came across that I want to share. One is called The Sacred Rest, uh, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. It's by Sandra Dalton-Smith, MD. She's an internist, and she outlines the seven sacred rests. So you've got physical rest, mental rest, the ability to quiet the chatter in your brain, spiritual rest, emotional rest, social rest, which I think we are all suffering from an overload of, which is funny because we're all kind of in lockdown for the last six months and socially distancing, but it seems like the social and sensory overload because there's just there's so much information coming at you and people are trying to figure stuff out and they're functioning inefficiently and and then creative rest, which honestly is kind of intuitive. Creative rest can be simply laying outside on the ground and looking at the clouds. For me, creative rest is I love to make dream catchers. And I, it comes so naturally to me that I find everything just sort of calms down when I sit down and start working on that. The other book that I think is really excellent is called The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce. His research is kind of like figuring out your chronobiology and he breaks it down into four types, four chronotypes. You're either a dolphin, a lion, a bear, or a wolf. And it's intriguing because each of those, like I personally am a lion, which is a morning person. I have the most energy in the morning. And so there's different suggestions or recommendations to really optimize your chronotype. And so I think those two little tools, I tell people all the time, the more information you can gather about yourself, the more detailed the picture becomes and the more optimized you can become. Going back to the immune system, I'd like to share the five lifestyle activities that cripple your immune system. So five things that you can 
stop doing right now and it would improve your immune system. Eating too many sugar carbs, specifically sugar and carbs, however you want to put it, sleep deprivation or poor quality of sleep, drinking unfiltered tap water, staying indoors all day. We're light beings. We need to have light. And when we're sitting under artificial lights and sucking up EMFs all day, it is draining us to no end. So if you tend to be in a profession that you have to be indoors, it is really a good idea to prioritize at least once, but hopefully more than once a day, getting out into the light and breathing fresh air without a mask. And then chronic dehydration. Cut out the sugar, get more sleep and rest, drink filtered water versus unfiltered. Go outside, get some sunshine, and drink your water regularly. Find out how much you're drinking and drink more. <laughs> For more information on Kim Ayers, go to missionaccomplishedstudio.com. If you'd like to support That Wisconsin Girl, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, give it a five-star rating, and write a review.